Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, The Crypto Guy, and today we're sitting down with the CEO of Block Magazine, Crypto Godfather, aka David. David, how how you doing today? Good. Uh, good to good to be on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I really appreciate you coming on. So, before we jump into Block Magazine and get into the details of that, can you just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrency? Sure. So, Long story short, I'm I'm an economist and a statistician by by trade and study. Uh, studied out in California. That's where that's really where uh, my focus lied. And then now I'm currently in Asia, uh, trying to develop the the industry out here. I came. I've I've always been involved in with tech startups uh, since approximately 2014. Uh, so from 14 to for the next two three years, I was with a couple of t- couple of tech startups uh, in the traditional sense, not in a, not in cryptocurrencies. But uh, the the last startup I was in before before crypto was a, t- a fintech startup where, <clears throat> similar to the uh, global global money transferring app called uh, Transferwise, there's a service called Transferwise where you use to send remittances or you send money and it uh, converts your money for a low fee. So we I was with a startup that uh, was doing something similar to that. And that's when I first first came across uh, the actual actual uh, business conducted with Bitcoin. I've always I've always read about Bitcoin, <clears throat> Bitcoin and uh, some cri- cryptocurrency news uh, even before that, but never really paid too much attention to it. But in 2016 uh, is when we first came across uh, money transferring uh, through through work, and then started coming across Bitcoin. So we started uh, with some arbitrage trading, and then really dove dove a lot more into trading the trading of bitcoin so uh after that i was I, I was always i was always looking at bitcoin as a trader more as a more as a profit making opportunity but then there was a i remember one time one time i uh, actually owed my i owed my brother i think it was about fifteen hundred dollars at the time and he asked me he asked me if I, how I was going to pay it back. So I told him, how about I send you some Ethereum? <clears throat> and this was really the light, this was really the light bulb moment for me for cryptocurrency, where I started, where I really got the, the idea of the idea of it, the possibilities, potential that really hit me. So I sent him, I sent him the, the money on through Ethereum and it, it was, it got to his account and he's, uh, I'm based here in Asia. He was based in the U S at the time. And the Ethereum got, to him to his account within seconds and that's when i first really really sent a sent a transaction uh, using cryptocurrency outside of trading and it just felt it felt pretty cool uh, it felt pretty cool at the time so the real on the contrary the biggest moment for me that really really showed the the difference and the potential was when uh so my girlfriend wanted to <clears throat> buy into cryptocurrencies and she tells me so she's here in asia too and she tells me how do I get the money to you so you can buy it for me? And the only way to do it at the time was she had to send a check from China to the U.S. because her bank was at Wells Fargo. So 
she had to send a check from China to the U.S. Receive, I had received in the U.S. and then transfer it over to my my bank, which is a different bank. And this process took about about two weeks just to get a few thousand dollars transferred to my bank. And that's when I realized the potential of really being in control of your own money. Uh, so yeah, that's how I first came across Bitcoin. That's how I started working with Bitcoin and crypto. And uh, now now we're here today. Before crypto, you were, you know, you'd always been working with these, you've kind of been working with tech startups for a while. Um, and now you're out in Asia um, trying to push the development of this tech. But what really brought you into the scene was this, you needed to transfer money and it was a cross-borders transfer and you just sent some Ethereum over and within seconds, your brother had it. Same situation with your girlfriend. She needed to send a check over to you for you to cash and then, you know, deposit to your bank. Um, so I, it's, it's you, a lot of people talk about that aha moment they have. Uh, yours was, you know, very real life application. You saw the problems with transferring money and how long it took and then saw the difference between that and then just sending some crypto um, from one wallet to another. So you've kind of experienced it firsthand. Uh, moving on from how you got into cryptocurrency, can you now talk about what you're working on right now? Uh, you said you're out in Asia trying to develop the tech and kind of push adoption. Um, so can you tell us what you're working on at the moment? Sure. So the, dichot the dichotomy between the two ways of sending is really what gave me the light bulb moment of seeing the potential of this as a real movement or a real part of our everyday life in the future. So I, I started thinking, I started looking at the market and I've been, um, I've been involved just looking at the market, just really trying to understand it, read about it for a quite a long, quite a, quite a lot, couple last couple of years now. And what I noticed is for, I looked, I looked at a lot of the industries within the, within this industry. So a lot of frag, uh, sections of this industry, such as there's exchanges, there's miners, there's pure traders there. And then there's the media side. <clears throat> the media side uh, includes the big, the big few in Asia, such as Jingse, there's 8BTC, there's Bishijie, which is a Bitcoin world. In the globe, globally and internationally in English, there's channels I'm sure you're familiar with, like Coin Telegraph, Coin Desk. These, uh, these very large, larger, I would even say conglomerates now. Uh, they're huge, huge media companies, which is great. And then I, then I started looking at the secondary, secondary media markets. There's not many magazines out there. There's not too much, not too much in terms of mainstream, really approachable and really easy to understand. Uh, not many channels like that. <clears throat> so that's when, that's when I decided, let's do, a, let's try doing a magazine. So we came out with Block Magazine. Block Magazine uh, for, launched last last November. That was our first issue. Uh, the planning, the planning for that magazine really started quite a few months before that. So our whole goal. And what we had, what I had in mind when in starting it was, first of all, if the the success of Bitcoin and the success of the cryptocurrency markets really is binary, it's either zero or it's 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 going to be one. It's going to be very successful. Uh, it really just depends in the long term whether it lasts or not. So I had to make a big decision about whether really analyzing everything I knew about this market because I'd be watching it every single day for a long time. And I was, I thought, will this market survive? That's the first question I asked myself, because if I, if I couldn't answer that question with the yes, then there was really no point in getting into this business. So 
I really, I really, I truly believe that it will it will survive and it will get much larger in the future. Then the second question I asked was, what what are the pain points in this market? What's stopping, what's stopping it from getting really main, really entering the mainstream? Uh, not only through use, but really in the minds of people, where people look at Bitcoin or crypto as a, an acceptable currency everywhere, or how how is blockchain going to change as a as a widely used technology? Uh, one one way is in media. Media is very important in influencing people. And what I, when I looked at the the third part is I looked at the uh, competition out there, my competitors, and also what's out there in terms of media. There's a lot of these great great services I mentioned earlier that introduce all the news. They have updates on what's going on around the world in tech, in trading, and in, uh, in the price movements. But there hasn't there. I really hadn't found anything out there that was very easy to understand and really trying to and show the entertaining side of crypto too. So our our block magazine is very focused, heavily focused on infor being informative and being educational. That's one side. And then the other side is being entertaining. We want to show the show crypto in a way where the average person could understand. And that's really where we where we differ ourselves from anything else that's out there right now. Our our magazine is very easy to understand. It's informative and also we luckily we're fortunate enough to have a lot of uh, a lot of great connections in the space that provide us with a lot of interviews a lot of uh, a lot of information that really is not easy to access from it for anybody else uh, that was our main goal and i think so far we're doing an okay job you said you got started last november so it hasn't been up and running for too long there's a lot of stuff you covered there you know you talked about different sections of crypto uh, medium miners exchanges and this kind of all goes into what you were kind of looking for and trying to find your niche uh, which is a super important thing when trying to start a business you know you had a, a list of multiple questions that you asked yourself before even deciding to jump in such as you know will the crypto market survive as a whole because like you said you know if it's not there's kind of no point in any of us entrepreneurs jumping into any kind of venture um, if ultimately this whole sector is going to fail um, so I really like that. You talked about the pain points um, and what's stopping kind of adoption and mainstream uh, crypto becoming mainstream. And then you talked about competition and you saw very little competition in the form of, you know, news and um, media in actual print magazine. You did talk about some of the big ones like I know in the U.S. I hop on Cointelegraph or Coindesk and those are where I get the majority of my news. I'm not as familiar with the Asian market Um so I can't speak on those too much, but I really like where you're going with this whole, it's very informative and also entertaining because that really tackles the question of, you know, how can we bring this to a more mainstream audience? Um, and for so many people getting involved, it was really just this confusion of what is Bitcoin? How do I use it? So this informative yet entertaining form of media is in my eyes, a great way to go. Um, so you've kind of, you know, told our audience and our viewers uh, what Block Magazine is and kind of how it was founded. Um, can you now speak on the specifics of running a crypto magazine? Uh, for example, how are you guys, you said you had a lot of these inside sources and stuff. How are you getting the inside scoop? Um, you know, how are you kind of coming up with these exclusive stories um, talk about these connections that you've made and kind of the overall running of a magazine, a crypto magazine. Sure. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have 
a good set of a good set of partners. Uh, our team kind of just came together in the beginning. Uh, it was very very much by chance. And what's even more fortunate is our our partners and clients. Um, luck very it's that's why I very much uh, I very much always say success is success is really a combination of constant effort and then it, it requires a huge amount of luck. Um, a lot of our a lot of our clients and connections happen to be just happen to be really old friends of mine that happen to got into crypto and now they now they run they run either run or work at some of the largest and the most influential crypto companies out there. Um, one one thing I really love about this crypto space is everybody <clears throat> everybody is so so passionate and really talks about it a lot online. It really it's a space that truly lives on the internet, especially through uh, through all these main channels like Twitter, Reddit, uh, Discord, Telegram. People talk about it every day online, and this information travels very quickly. And touching on how how we how we do it. Um, my 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 personal Twitter account really just blew up in the blew blew up during the bull market of uh, 2017, like like many other people did. I, I was fortunate in that way. I actually I started the Twitter just to really read read about crypto news, but then it started blowing up. Um, so through that, I've made a lot of great friends great friends in the space just through the internet. Um, and after uh, in the beginning, so in the beginning, we uh, a buddy of mine actually runs. For, for our first issue, our first issue in November covered a local coin ATM. <clears throat> There's this company owning, they're the top uh, Bitcoin ATM provider in Canada. So luckily, uh, he, the founder was a, is a friend of mine. And I asked him, I just straight, straight directly asked him, oh, look, uh, we're running, a, we're starting a blockchain magazine. We'd love to have you as a first, uh, first feature issue. <clears throat> we need content. Um, content is the most important thing that really will decide really will decide uh, whether a magazine or any media company survives or survives or dies. So we really wanted to, in, in our planning, in our planning of content, we really wanted to make sure we had a huge, uh, a huge diversity of different areas of space. <clears throat> so just a quick, a quick rundown of what we've done so far. Like in, in November, we had local coin ATMs as an ATM company. And then by December, our sec only our second issue, I landed a <clears throat> interview with John McAfee. So John, John and I have been uh, talking for a while online for the last year or two. Uh, just just through Twitter, we chatted on Twitter regularly. I I would approach him about advice or questions, and he was always very, very friendly and just responding. So a lot of people asked me asked me at the time, "Wow, how did you how did you get an interview with John McAfee?" And I, the only answer is really just by asking. I I messaged him and I just asked, "Hey." Uh, would you? Would you? Where we have this blockchain magazine? I showed him a sample. Would you like to be on the cover for the next one? And that's how we landed uh, John McAfee for issue number two, the Christmas issue. Ja January we had a for January we had a, the head of the head of the large exchange OKX, uh, Andy Andy Chung. So I worked with Andy before in the past, and that was also another. I was thinking it'd be a great pivot for. First, we go Bitcoin ATM. Second issue was John McAfee. He was a very controversial space, which is great, great for great for reading about. And then third, let's go with an exchange. And then next issue, I'm happy to share with you. We next issue we for Chinese New Year coming out in uh, February. That issue we landed Justin Sun. And how people people are also asking me how 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 the hell did I get Justin Sun to agree to an interview? How did I even get in touch with him? One of the these big guys in the space. And 
fortunately, it was also a friend, a friend of mine who happened to be working, uh, working at Tron. She, she just started a job at Tron. And I saw, I saw her, she had been posting about Tron on social media. And I asked her, hey, are you working at Tron? And she's, I was like, you know, let's, <clears throat> let's try. Do you think we could set up an interview with Justin? And uh, I kind of just threw a Hail Mary out there and it, it worked. She put me in touch with the head of the head of PR. And then we got, we got, we did an interview with Justin Sun. So a lot of it is just, a lot of it has been connections and luck. A combination of these two where we've really been, we've been lucky to get some really, really great content out there. And then, and then add that together with, uh, piece that together with my team who who really work hard to put some uh, put some really good content out there and they hustle they hustle very hard every day by you know going out and uh, getting our getting our advertising partners getting our consultancy partners and uh, getting this inside scoop information there's a lot of really cool info out there that other people just don't have access to it's really a combination of like i said connections and luck so you you touched on that a good number of times <laughs> you had this one quote right at the beginning there when you started off you said it was success is a combination of constant effort and a lot of luck. And I think that speaks perfectly to anyone who's had any sort of success in business. You can put all the effort in you want, but at the end of the day, some things just, you know, you can attribute to luck and luck and nothing else really. And so I, I just want to give a piece of advice to anyone out there trying to, you know, start any kind of media company, uh, a magazine in specifics, um, or in particular, you really need to surround yourself with all stars. The, there's no way you would have been able to get some of these interviews, like with John John McAfee, Justin Sun, uh, the head of OKX. Um, you know, those those aren't things that you can necessarily just pull out of nowhere. You need these connections. You had your friend who worked at Tron. Uh, you did say with just or with um, John McAfee that you just reached out, but. It was because you had built this relationship with him prior to that, um, that I think he was really willing to sit down and talk with you. So that's pretty much it for how you can kind of build up this, you know, content that you need to get out is to surround yourself with people in the industry. You said you've got friends who have all gone off onto different ventures and you can pick and choose from them and really, you know, get any number of people in this space. Uh, because you've surrounded yourself with these, you know, key players in crypto. So you you mentioned, you know, next episode, or I mean, sorry, next uh, next article or next magazine issue is with Justin Sun, and that's going to be on Tron. Um, can you talk to us about what else you're excited for in 2019 with regards to the magazine? Sure. Uh, 2000 in 2019. This is, I mean, just starting. We kicked off. We I really kicked off this year, uh, 2019. Just January 1st started already excited. Uh, we got a lot. We got a lot coming up. So right now, our our company really has. I think we've really hit a groove where we starting. We're starting to understand how, just internally, how things are work more smoothly. How do we make things more efficient? We've kind of run into. We've now run into a. Uh, we've come into a time where, it's more like clockwork, where our team understands each each person's roles and also we understand some of the obstacles we had in the beginning how do we get past them what do we focus our time on and uh in terms of content we have a lot of we have a lot of really cool names coming up even even bigger than we've had already um justin sun is only the beginning and we already have the next two like next 
next two or three lined up. And those are some really big names. I can't, can't share those yet, but wow, there's some, there's some really cool ones. I'm really excited about that. Um, what I'm in terms of um, the whole industry, I mean, everyone, everyone knows we're in a bear market. 2018 was basically an entire year of a bear market. And what I've noticed is uh, obviously there's a correlation between uh, how the price, the price of Bitcoin and also how many people search for Bitcoin or, or want to view, learn about Bitcoin and crypto. So right now, <clears throat> the readership, the readership for crypto, the crypto markets as a whole is just down. This is uh, undeniable and we can't, there's nothing we can do about that. But what, what our magazine is striving to do and what I'm really excited for this year is to really grow the readership of people even more that are possibly not even following crypto. That's really our whole goal. All these, all these media companies out there are targeting people who are in cryptocurrency and People who are looking at this crypto space, they estimate globally there's maybe 10 to 30 million people that are uh, either have invested in crypto or are or are interested in crypto somehow. Um, the highest I've ever heard was 90 million, but I don't know how accurate that number is. So what what we're really trying to do is bring in bring in people that are not included in this demographic or try to grow the space by grow the space by growing interest and growing uh, growing the information and cre increasing the education towards the people who aren't aren't in the space that's what I'm really excited for this year I think um, growing growing a business and starting a business in the bear market in this space or in any space as long as you can answer the first question to yourself whether that space will survive or thrive in the future I think it's okay to take some time and really try to build something <clears throat> create something as Top uh, in, in a in a slower market because there if you can if you can stand on top of a bear market when it when the market if if and when the market ever does pick up or be booms again you're going to be standing on top of a you you just went from standing on top of a third pile to a top of a mountain I'm really excited for what this year this year and uh, growing the readership continuing to expand our team expand our company and really just uh, do really really take over take over this part of the space. I love it. You guys said you started in November, so you're still relatively young. Um, and I, I love what you said about growing in a bear market and building in a bear market. A lot of companies are doing this. Um, and you talked about price being correlated with the number of readers. And I think everyone who's online has seen that, whether it be on Twitter with engagements, um, podcasts with listeners, um, any kind of news outlets with readers, um, and even like dApps and stuff with users. Uh, everyone's kind of seeing this decline, which is mostly due to the price and then interest dropping. Um, but what you have done and what your team has done at Block Magazine is continue to put out articles, continue to get these interviews and continue to build so that like when you said, when this bear market does turn around, you've gone from standing on top of a pile of dirt to standing on top of the mountain. I really like that saying. And then I know you can't disclose any of the big names, but you said they're big, they're huge. You've already had Justin Sun and John McAfee on, on, you know, the cover. So I'm really looking forward to just seeing some of those other big players in the space. For anyone who's interested in checking out the magazine, uh, where where is it available? Where can they get their hands on a copy? Okay, so our uh, our website is blockjournal.io. Just blockjournal.io. It's it's a uh... So there's a we have a month we have a monthly subscription and we have an annual subscription. It's the I fully believe the content and the value is really there. It's uh it's, hey then look look for discount discounts for promotions on my Twitter all the time. 
and thank you <clears throat> thank you for um thank you for uh your kind words about the magazine i mean the the names coming up in the space that we have uh we've already finished the interviews those were some really great chats and just through talking to them i think the space is very much alive um i've been <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned engagements and uh readership being low what's what's the most obvious is i i, I mean i'm sure a lot of us do this i log on to my twitter every single day and what's the most noticeable thing was in 2017 you oh my account was growing followers like like crazy it was every day every day a few hundred people sometimes a thousand a day and now it's just really slowed down it's hit a uh, much much like the price it's very much correlated to price so just a tip for anybody who is listening uh, when when likes and follows and retweets start picking up, start looking at the price. Uh, I, I've noticed it as well. And I think a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've talked to have noticed this definite slump and this correlation between price and engagement. But you know what? We're building now. I'm putting together podcasts. You're putting together um, issues of your magazine. And in years to come, I think it'll really show. And for anyone who's listening, who's struggling with this oh, my project's not getting any engagement, my business isn't doing very well, that's because interest is very low at the moment. If you stick with it, those are the ones who are going to succeed. So you said blockjournal.io, that's where our listeners can take a look. Uh, you have a monthly subscription and an annual subscription. Um, so for anyone who's interested, check the website out. Now, before we go, can you, if you have to, I, I like to ask all of, my, all of my guys who come on or all the people that come on to this show, um, if you had to start over, if, you know, you didn't have these connections and the magazine was no more and you wanted to start a new magazine and get it to where you're at today, what's the very first thing that you would do? Mm, let me answer that this way. This is to, when I look at when I look at any any startup, whether it's a magazine or not, I think the really the first question you should ask yourself, because a lot of ideas, ideas for businesses come and go. Uh, anybody, anybody on the street has an idea. Of, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Facebook, Amazon, Google, Alibaba. These ideas were all thought of by people before before the actual Zuckerbergs made made the companies. Anybody can come up with an idea, but it really comes down to execution and advantages. Um, ask yourself, do you have the skill set? I have to. I'd have to ask myself if I were to start again. Do I have the skill set to to do what I'm trying to do to really get my idea done? And second of all, why why why, why do I have the advantages that make that increase, increase my probability of success in this space? If, uh, if, anybody else on the, if anybody else can do it, there's really no obstacles from starting anybody from coming in. Um, I think by, if you can answer both, answer both those questions clearly, first of all, is it a good idea? Can you execute it? And second of all, why, why is it that you have an advantage in this space? Are you the first mover? Are you... Do you have the most resources? Do you have the most money? Do you have the most funding? Do you have the connections? If you can answer a series of these questions or fill in some of these checks, then uh, that's I think that's the first question to ask. Starting a magazine, <clears throat> uh, a magazine, a great magazine is a combination of a few things. I wasn't I wasn't in the I wasn't in the magazine space before I got it to, before I started uh, Block Magazine, but um, what I realized is you have to. It's a combination of to me, design design is one of the most important things too. Um, having a real good eye for design and beauty, uh, just the artistic side, having a good si uh, high standards for design, accepting accepting nothing nothing better than nothing lower than the uh, the best. An, an attention to detail is very important for a magazine. You got to have uh, minimized typos. Sure, in the beginning you're gonna have some typos. You might have some mistakes, but it's about a constant process of 
uh, improvement bit by bit, iterations and improving. Not you, you don't improve by making huge changes like that. It's all about bit by bit, sometimes even word by word. And uh, I think getting constantly getting out there and getting in front of people is really important. We have people on our team, including myself. Uh, we all have roles where we, we occasionally just have to go to conferences. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be able to attend a lot of these conferences. We go to conf- I go to I go to Singapore about once once every couple months at least, because the conferences are all there. <clears throat> we go to uh, one of my partners is going to a conference in in uh, Australia Australia in, in February to attend another one. And we have another few in the U.S. this year too. Going to conferences and just I'm not talking about conferences directly, but I would say networking. <clears throat> constantly networking is very important because you never know whose eye, who, who's eye you're going to catch. And sometimes through that, you get introductions to really, really great people to interview too. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of our lifestyle content, uh, li- our lifestyle section, um, a section about, uh, we introduce a product every single month, a physical product or a way, a use case of crypto, for example, like, uh, uh, the Kobo Kobo wallet or like uh, the cool wallet, which is like a credit card wallet, things like this. And a lot of these great articles about these products we meet through conferences. We just, you just have to get yourself out there and network. That's another thing about magazine too. And then I think last, lastly, to answer your question, what's required, what's required or how would I do things again? Um, I think now we have a lot more knowledge about this space. It's really about what it all comes down to the content in the end. Uh, the content, not not just in the sense of who you're interviewing or who you're talking to, but really how do you structure your content in a way that people not only will pick it up, but want to read it. And after they read it, they the most important part to me is after they read it, will they share it to their friends to read? Because that's really how it spreads. If it's if someone reads a magazine and they don't they don't find anything interesting or fun enough about it to share with the person next to them, then you I would say we fail. If, they, if we have one article, even just one article that somebody says, oh, that's pretty cool, that's pretty funny, or wow, that's so stupid, I just have to share it. Like I, anything, anything where that's shareable, that's when we know we've done something where they'll turn to the person next to them and say, hey, check out this magazine. I think that's, those, are the, those are a few things, few things to answer your question. You walked us through pretty much step by step what could be done to kind of get you back to where you are. And you started with before you even have the company or the idea, I guess, the next thing you really want to do is ask yourself if you have the skill set to succeed. I think, you know, there was this huge wave and everyone kind of jumped on the cryptocurrency bandwagon and people kind of half-assedly put together projects and kind of jumped in headfirst without really thinking, you know, exactly what you said. Do I have the skill set to succeed? So before you even put pen to paper um, and kind of start running with this, you need to answer that question. And then you really talked about, you know, the networking skills that you need and being able to network going to these conferences. You know, you've everyone that you've interviewed and everyone that's in your magazine has been an acquaintance of a friend of a friend Um, somewhere in your network of, you know, people that you've met throughout the years. um, That's how you've gotten in contact with these people who sat down with you. So really just making sure that you you're an all star at networking um, and learning to reach out to people and ask for these interviews. And then lastly, I love what you mentioned about content. 
Um, you know, I, I'm also in the space of creating content. Um, and you said that you want to create content that is worthy of being shared because, you know, if someone listens to my podcast, great, but if they can recommend this podcast to one, two, ten other people that starts this domino effect. And that's the same thing with anyone in any form of content. If you're online, if you're on Twitter, making memes, if people share them, that's how you blew up. You know, you've got your magazine. If you, if one person says, Hey, someone else check out this magazine, subscribe for a month and really read it and get into it. That starts that domino effect. So to everyone out there, make content that is easily shareable and that people will want to share with their friends, families, colleagues, etc. We, we touched on so much great stuff, you know, not only for someone who's trying to create maybe a magazine, but really, this can be applied to anyone with any business that involves any sort of content creation. Um, so thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this episode with David and want to check out an issue of Block Magazine, head over to blockjournal.io. We'll have a link in the description. And with that link, you'll also get an extra 25% off. Uh, for the March issue. So head on over, give it a read, and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. And I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful, or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.